Hello, hello, and welcome to Unverified, the podcast helping you redefine success on social media. My name is Corey Lee. I am an Emmy-winning creator, a social media coach and agency owner, and a self-appointed social media mythbuster. <laughs> Over the last decade, I have had the great privilege of working with creatives and creative entrepreneurs in the social media space, and I've worked with people at all stages of growth. So small businesses who are starting with zero followers, all the way up to larger personalities with hundreds of thousands of followers and millions of followers. And what I've learned after working with hundreds of people in this space is that of the people who are specifically focused on growing vanity metrics, so going viral, getting verified, or trying to amass a huge amount of followers, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> that is not something that is sustainable long-term. It's a great uh, little dopamine hit, and every once in a while, it translates into something that you actually want offline. But the people who are most fulfilled by using social media as a tool to support their life and business, they have goals outside of those vanity metrics. And that's what I want to focus on. My other controversial opinion, and I'm saying this as a social media agency owner, <laughs> is that I believe that with this relatively new emphasis on video, that creatives and solopreneurs can create better content themselves than any agency ever could. I have a very collaborative approach with my clients and every day I am on calls helping creatives and solopreneurs like you optimize your strategy and your content and how all of that not only supports your business but also your lifestyle and this particular season of life for you. Because the best social media strategy is the one you're actually going to do. My guest today is Tracy Major. She is a former Hollywood producer, writer, director, turned tree artist. She's also a dear friend of mine. She has a Kickstarter launching in a few days for her new children's book and is thinking about her social media strategy for the first time right now. Let's see what we can do. All right, Tracy, it is Friday. You have a Kickstarter launching Tuesday. <laughs> Tell the people how it all started. I love this story. I had no idea I could draw until 2019. And I was working on a television show. I'd been a TV producer, writer, director for almost 30 years, the whole Hollywood scene. And I was doing a show that was based out of Phoenix, Arizona. And it was great until it wasn't great. I was just dealing with just way too much insanity that um, I just I just finally lost it. And I started doodling on my desk calendar. So I had my big Staples desk calendar and I had a bucket of flare markers. And to calm myself down, I just started rage doodling on my desk calendar. And from that, trees emerged. And I wasn't conscious of it. I was just trying to calm myself down in a really triggering, upsetting, dark situation. And from that moment, trees just kept pouring out. I would just grab copy machine paper and put it on my desk and just trees, trees, trees. And I thought I was like losing my mind. And in fact, I think I was just gaining it, but I was completely unaware of what was happening. And one of my besties on the show bought me the domain treesheffeelings.com because I would write the little, a little story. I'd look at the tree and I'd say, hi, who are you? And it would say Cheryl. And then I'd go, oh, Cheryl, you look very sad. I mean, I like, it was a really rough time. And I'd write a little story and writing has always been my, my comfort zone. 
but art, I wasn't an, I wasn't a drawing artist. I did collage and stuff like that, that required no drawing ability or painting ability. And so she bought me treesheffeelings.com. And I said, ha, that's a very funny joke. You just wasted $12.99 on Google domains, but I love, uh, thank you for the effort and loving me. And then another friend said, well, if you're not going to build the website, I am. And I'm like, now I hate both of you. We're not doing this. I'm not an artist. This is not happening. This is going nowhere. Well, long story short, same year, 2019, the trees were relentless. And the same year I got fired. Yay. But I got paid out. So see ya. I'm, I'm happy. And so 2019, November, we left uh, our home in Los Angeles and moved all the way up to Washington to follow the trees. And we've been up here ever since. Trees Have Feelings just became its own thing. And we've worked really, really, really hard. Um, and we travel all over the state of Washington doing art festivals and farmers markets everywhere to build this. Well, in the meantime, I keep doodling. And as I doodle, other things emerge, but it appears I can only draw things one would find in a forest, which is completely weird to me because I spent 30 years in Los Angeles and then three years in Phoenix, not a lot of forestry. And from that then came Ravina, this beautiful, colorful raven. And I'm like, oh God, now what? Who are you? And it's like, this is Ravina, the all wrong raven. I'm like, what? Is, okay. And then her little short story came through and it turned out that she was really autobiographical. The trees have been really healing for me from all, you know, the big T traumas as, as a kid, as a teen. And then that Ravina comes along as this little soul sister who's going to teach me about how those of us with big feelings and kind hearts um, are not welcome in a lot of places. And in this story, then Ravina is uh, this big, beautiful, colorful raven with big feelings, a kind heart, uh, but she also has fierce raven nature. And so for her, when she is born into she, the lineage of Edgar Allan Poe's raven, she's born into that lineage, into the forest of Nevermore, where she is not welcome. And the king puts a bounty out for her heart. So it really turned out to be an autobiographical tale of my life in so-called Hollywood. The easiest way to sum that crazy. She has um, just connected with people and and even men, which makes me weep. Like It's like, oh, I have hope. You know, I have hope for the future because the more we can talk about big feelings, kind hearts but and raven nature is, uh, I think, just worthy. Something else about your story that I really, that I just adore is at what stage in your life you're doing this? <laughs> Not to put any pressure on you I don't, to share I, this. No, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's important. You know, it's like I discovered I could draw at age 56. I just had my 60th birthday, which is really weird and unsettling in so many ways. And then at the same time, it's like, oh, wow. I have a completely new job to do on the planet. So as hard as this is, it's like yeah. starting your own business at, at, you know, 56 and leaving everything, you know, my husband did too. So we're in it together and like, it's really hard, but I keep reminding myself, you know, this is now my job on the planet age 60. I'm going to become a, I'm, I am a children's book author as long as Kickstarter works. <laughs> 
Yes, yes. Listen, you are a children's book author. You are an artist. And now we're going to, we're just going to let more people know that that's who you are. That's, that's going to be our job. Tell me a little bit about the Kickstarter. I know we're just like a few days away from the launch, which honestly is fine. Like we're just going to figure out what we can do in the next few days. I know there's a lot of anxiety about like, oh shit, I should have like maybe thought about social media, but whatever. Yeah. We'll start now. (laughs) When you said to me in text, what's your social media plan? I just (laughs) wanted to faint. Like just, I plan. (laughs) Coralie, do you have any idea what I've been doing just to get the Kickstarter? It's so much work. Is so much work. Are you joking me? A plan for social (laughs) media, the thing I hate the most? I've already, I mean, it has taken me, I mean, Kickstarter, this has taken months and months and months. Like this is, I mean, you you could throw something on Kickstarter, I guess, but you know, if you want to succeed, especially because I'm asking for upwards of $15,000, I need that to do this book the way I want to do the book. It's taken months. And then you come along. What's your social media plan? (laughs) Oh, you joke. (laughs) My plan is I'm going to mad text all of my friends. <laughs> and then my ne- my plan is I have a big email list. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that there's the plan. You're welcome. All right. Okay. See, let's see what we can, uh, what we can do to like jizz it up a little bit. Okay. Right. Okay. Just like, and I'm not talking about, hey, you need to like cancel your markets for the weekend and only do social. Like that's silly. Like let's I gotta pay the bills, Coralie. Yeah. Yeah. Let's figure out something. <laughs> I feel you. Trust me. So let's figure out what we can do over the next few days and then what we can do throughout the campaign to help amplify your message just a little bit without, you know, burning out or sacrifice anything else. Hey there, quick interruption. If you're interested in social media finally amplifying your business and mission and impact and not your stress, let's chat. A link to book a call with me is in this episode description. So let's start with a little bit of a framework. What is your relationship with social media right now? How often are you posting? What feels like a comfortable cadence Uh, right now? I do very little. I kind of post where we're going to be in Washington, where you can come, you know, meet Ravina. And uh, yeah, I just figured out how to do a QR code. Turns out, wait for this. It's painfully easy. Congratulations. I figured out Canva, but then I'm like, does that get any traction? Cause it's just a static image or I can add some animation. Like, no, I, 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 I don't do much. I try, but yeah. No. Okay. And what platforms are we talking about? Just Instagram, Instagram and Facebook. So I have my Facebook peeps. I, I do have like super fans that are so lovely and customers from all over. So I have that on Facebook, but then I post stuff and then it doesn't get any traction. And it's like, why did I just waste my time? I could have been doing something else. And then, then I have Instagram where of course there is some crossover, but they seem to be completely different audiences. And because Ravina, the all wrong Raven, she appeals to little kids all the way up to grandmas, right? And great grandmas. So I'm trying to find 
Mm, and but it's the adults that have the money and the mom. I don't know. Okay, so when you say that you are when you're posting on Instagram and Facebook, Facebook's not getting a ton of traction, but you are posting about um, the markets and things. If I were to scroll and one of your posts would pop up in my feed, describe what I would see. Are you posting graphics? Are you posting videos? What is it? I'm not posting videos. I I loathe being on camera and I know I need to start doing that. And once I got comfortable with it, um, that would probably help me. You would see like the event things that I've set up through Facebook. You would see uh, letting people know that Ravina, that the launch is coming. So there's a link there where I've asked people to go in and sign up for the launch, but then the launch requires sign up for Kickstarter. So there's a block. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a second since I've looked into Kickstarters, like how to optimize like within the Kickstarter platform itself. What are you trying to optimize for now? You want people to save, uh, to like get a notification when the campaign goes live. Yeah. Because, um, when it, when you're, when you're at the, the beginning stage of Kickstarter, they've approved your content. Then you get a pre-launch preview page, which is just basically your, your image and uh, what it's about. And then people can go in and sign up for notify me on launch. And so I've been working to get as many people as I can, because there's so many notify me on launches, you know, so it's like you go to publishing and you go to children's book and you go to, um, you know, uh, United States or whatever. And then it it just scrolls and scrolls and scrolls, notify me on launch with new things that are coming. So I've been trying to get us boosted up, which has worked. It's worked. It's like been steadily getting up higher and higher. Um, And I want to get the, my goal at this stage is to get noticed by Kickstarter so that we can become a project we love. So they do a little, uh, basically a stamp when something is new, unique, cool. Um, uh, and Kickstarter is a lot of, you know, social awareness and consciousness that they, you know, try to promote things that are really, um, good and meaningful. It was similar to like Apple's, like the app stores featured app. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to get, I mean, that would be, and the thing with Kickstarter as if, anybody who's familiar with it knows and those who aren't don't is that when we set a goal, so let's say my goal is, I think right now it's, I think it's like 17,400. Um, if you don't reach that, you get nothing. And, and so it is an all or nothing proposition. So for all these months that we've been working toward it becomes, then we have, we set up for 25 days for the actual campaign that if we don't get there, we don't get any money. And that means I can't, I don't have the finances to produce this book, <sighs> which okay, ma- it makes okay. it really stressful. The stakes are high. Yeah. The stakes are super, super high. Okay. Yeah. So our goal in the next few days is to get as many people to pre-save as possible then once the campaign goes live um, in a few days, what uh, what would you want people to do if they, they open your email, they open a text from you, they see a post from you on social media? What is the, the action that you want them to take? Okay. So when it goes live, then the first two days of Kickstarter are the most important 
So you have to get your full momentum in those first two days. So like, let's say I, it bombed in the first two days, I'd pull it all down because you don't want to have an unsuccessful, you don't want to have a goal not reached because it's like lives in perpetuity. <laughs> so you're, it, it would, it will always stay there that you didn't reach the goal. And the, and if you try to go a second time, it's really, really, really hard to, to succeed. So the first two days are the most important and that's where we, we need people to go and get a, and pre uh, do a, you know, a, uh, buy the book in advance. So they will be, these are all pre-sales for the book. And then we have the different tiers, you know, with different offerings, which are super fun. So I need to let people know that there are really cool things but if nothing else, it's the, you know, the book. And what would make a successful first 48 hours for you? Is there a dollar amount you have in mind? $17,400. <laughs> in terms of like, it, what about like numbers of book sales? Like how many uh, need to have pre-ordered? I mean, I would like to have um, 500 books. Okay. Okay. And how many, what kind of numbers are we looking at in terms of people that you're texting people on your email list and people who are following on social. So I have, audience I have 3000 on my email list. Um, okay. and she has an official fan club. So when we've been doing markets for the last like six months, it's been, you know, join her fan club and which is really sweet because people love her. And yeah. so, you know, she has her fan club. So we have th about 3000 there. I have, I think about 3000 Facebook and about 2200 Instagram. Okay. Something like that. Cool. And what are we looking at in terms of engagement rates or like open open rates for emails? Um, emails, we have a, a pretty high open rate. Um, my first Ravina email was like at 49% open rate. Wow. Okay, cool. And then the second one dropped to like, I think it was like 35% or something. Um, Anything over like 10 or 20 is like incredible. Oh, well, that's good to hear. <laughs> Cause yeah. so, you know, there, I, the people are engaged. I had a woman write to me this morning cause she was panicked that she wasn't going to get the launch news because Kickstarter, she was trying to put her email in. They said she already had an account, she, blah, 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 you know, so <laughs> there are, I, they are engaged, but I have to get, you know, I have to get them all the word and keep them because also the hardest thing is that a lot of people of course don't know what Kickstarter is. So there's that of starting from square one. And getting people to feel safe enough to put their email address in with their name, right? Because Kickstarter is super um, credible and they're not going to be scammed and their money isn't going to be taken. But they don't know that if they've never even heard of Kickstarter, right? Okay. Okay. So we have some like educating to do. Mm -hmm. And we have some books that we need to pre-sell. So urgency, it's the we, we have to create... We have to overcome the barrier of not knowing Kickstarter and having to put your email in. And then we have to teach people what it is, know that their money is safe, but then also that if I don't make the goal, but then I don't want to be negative, like think I won't make the goal. So messaging is a little, but they need to act now. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the messaging. There's a couple of different audiences that you're talking to. You have the people who already know and love Ravina, who are your super fans, who 
their obstacle is really Kickstarter. Second group is the group of people who who don't know Ravina, who don't know Trees Have Feelings, who don't know you and have not had the opportunity to fall in love with your story and your work and all the things. So I want to, when we're thinking about content for the month, think about the different kinds of people that you're talking to and making sure that you're creating content for for both of those groups and maybe some in between. And I know that you're going to hate this, but um, <laughs> I need you to show up on camera. <laughs> I need you to, I need you to tell your story um, because it's it's so relatable. And and if you feel uncomfortable doing that, maybe start with telling Ravina's story. Right? It's not it's not. Hey, I'm Tracy and I need help. That might be one part of the story. But the other part of the story is. Hey, like, can you imagine what it would have been like to be a kid and have a book that was all about X, Y, and Z? Like, I I needed that. I'm, you know, I just turned 60 and I did it for myself, you know? And, like, bringing people in with different kinds of headlines. You're a news producer. Like, or not a news producer. You're a producer. <laughs> You know how to do this, but you know, I think, what does that look like? Is it just me sitting on, on camera, just talking? (laughs) It can be that simple. It really can be that simple. It could be, you know, you at the market talking, it could be, I would this weekend as you're telling, as you have your booth and as people are coming up and asking you questions and as you're telling the story, get your husband to record you. Just get a bunch of video of you telling the story to someone. Obviously, like, have some kind of sign or, yeah. like, let people know, like, hey, are you okay if we get, like, yeah. the back of your yeah. head in this video or whatever? When I, right? Always consent, even in public space. Um, but get – because you're going to light up and you tell this story all the time. Yeah. Like, how many times do you tell the story every weekend? Like – Oh, oh. Hundreds? Hundreds. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when you're – having these conversations, just get, just have your husband get a little video of it or set, or set your camera up on a tripod where it's like kind of off to the side. And you're, it's like, obviously you're in a booth, like you see like the back and the outside, but it's you talking to a customer. And then afterwards you can say like, Hey, do you mind like your voice? You asked me a question. Do you mind? I'm, you know, recording for social. Is that okay? Kind of thing. Because every question that someone is going to ask you in real life is a question that somebody's going to ask online because fun fact, we're still curious people. We're just on a phone with a username, right? These are still the people that you're talking to. And it's going to be easier, I think, or take off a little bit of the edge when it's, when you're talking to real people, because this is what you do. And it's less of, okay, I'm like, what's my background look like? And what's my angle? And what's my, do I have my hair up or down? Or, you know, then you start that train of thought, which is wildly unhelpful. Um, and I know cause, cause I've done it too, but the, the energy that you're going to have, I would recommend, I I would try it a few different ways, but the, my bet is that you're going to like your energy and how your story comes through, uh, when it's being captured, uh, by a third party and you're just talking, you know, definitely you want to have the opportunity to speak to strangers to speak to strangers six inches from their face, right? That's kind of the deal with um, with social. So if you can think of it as um, FaceTime, 
you're just like telling a story or like you're, you were catching up with a friend and their partner pops in and they're like, Oh, Tracy, tell so-and-so. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, well, and then you just tell the story. Yeah. And, and then that's what you can post. People like to overcomplicate and I don't think you have to. I think the the main things you want to do in telling your story is you want to connect with people, right? You want to tell your story. You want it to resonate. But you also want to make it as easy as possible for people to share your story. So like in the branding world, right, it's um, – in the corporate world, it's called like brand ambassadors, right? Like, and you already have these incredible super fans who are emailing you about like, wait, I can't get into Kickstarter. Like, did I, I want to support, you know? So how do you make it really easy for those people to tell your story? How do you make it really easy for people who don't know you to tell your story? Okay. Um, and, and I think you can do, there's probably, you know, a lot of people in between, but I think you could focus on just, you have three different three different buckets. So you're telling Ravina's story and your story on one end to the people that you don't know. Um, you're refamiliarizing. Maybe people know you or the trees, but you're introducing Ravina to them. And then you've got the super fans that you're like, hey, I'm so excited about this. If you want to help, here are three different things that you can do. So the the successful like Kickstarter support uh, campaigns or even it's not even always Kickstarter. It's not even just Kickstarter. It's like, you know, working with somebody who's like launching a new app or they're launching a, a, you know, another kind of book or they're launching a product or whatever it is. I would recommend coming up with three ways that people can, can help you. And it would make them different times. Like, Hey, if you have, or different platforms, like, Hey, if you have five minutes, if you have 10 minutes, if you have 15 minutes, or like, if you want to support me via email or via Facebook or via Instagram, right? And you can uh, let people know what you want them to do. I would tell your tell your story on an Instagram reel. I would also recommend telling it on TikTok, which I know is I not- have nothing on TikTok. Nothing. Oh, Literally. this is perfect. No, this I don't is perfect. start. Nobody's. They what? No, oh no. god! Yes, yes, yes. Do you yes, know yes, what yes, all yes. this oh. means with all this in video? I gotta edit it. I okay. I, it that's easy. No, no, that's easy. No, yeah, it's a it pain is. in the ass. <laughs> and I hired I'm editors. Not... I hired editors. They edit. I don't. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm gonna tell you about a tool called Descript that I'm freaking obsessed with. Okay. But also when when I'm talking about like your husband recording you, I'm talking about him hitting record. And then hitting end, okay. like hitting the record button again to stop it at the end of you telling your story. And that's the video. Like, you don't need to edit that. The video's done. It's already on a phone. Just post it. <laughs> I know. I know. The TV producer Ugh. is horrified. No editing. But I promise you, it'll be fine. And it'll be like lovely and like kind of freeing too. Like, no, there's nothing get- freeing about that. Okay. Yeah, you're telling you're telling Ravina's story. Oh, that and I people can do. are getting excited about it. Yeah. So maybe yes, I would love to hear your story. But if that's scary, start with Ravina's story. My story is fine. I can share it's it's just my uh my whole thing with it does play with my head that because I was a 
producer, right? And mm-hmm. and that here's a producer that's going to put out a crappy video. Like that also plays with my head. So that's my own problem. But I look at all these, you know, like 14 year olds can edit like crazy and it's a whole new world. So that's also intimidating that it's like, I'm going to put out crap on, I had to make my Kickstarter video. What a professional Mm -hmm. editor could have done would have taken two hours. It took me like 42 hours and it's just, it, stops me but if I can just play and I'm fine with that I'm fine with that and now I have a microphone that works so because that was another barrier you know like I can put a little mic on so that it sounds better because I don't like when I'm doing the events and stuff it's loud so anything I've tried to do has just been such bad audio that I'm like no 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 not doing that so I will do that this weekend actually tomorrow (laughs) I will do that because we have an event well, and let me offer let me offer a reframe here too because okay. trust me, I get it. I haven't been in TV that long, but like I I teach about social and I post on social. <laughs> I have had those feelings. I have had those feelings yeah. and they've stopped me from posting. Yeah. They have. Like I'll totally admit that. It is I am much more comfortable coaching and teaching than I am creating my own True. content. Like this is also something that I'm working through. And every yeah. every, you know, piece of advice that I share with people, I'm sharing with them and also yeah. like <laughs> reminding myself of. But something to keep in mind is the only thing people need to connect with your video is they need to be able to see you, they need to be able to hear you if they have sight and hearing available to them, and they need to be able to connect with your message in some way. Okay. That's it. That's easy. The, the story that I, that I like to share is that there are cat videos on the internet who shot on like old iPhones or like video cameras, you know, that were converted and uploaded that have generated more ad revenue on YouTube than Super Bowl commercials. Right. And those cats are not going through (laughs) hair and makeup. (laughs) Those cats are not, you know, um, booking huge locations and are being <laughs> mic'd up and all the things. But I can see them. I can hear them. I can relate to their expression or, you know, body language or whatever. And it's hilarious, right? Wow. And then they go off and, like, have hundreds of millions of views, God. right? Yeah, okay. And, and obviously, like – Super Bowl commercials are not designed to generate YouTube revenue. They're designed to sell mm-hmm. other products. But but when you think about it that way, it's like, oh, right. Like we really are – I mean we're just humans. We're just looking for something to connect with and identify with. And the more that you show up and show your face and tell your story and treat it like FaceTime, I mean it really like, you know, your your audiences that you were creating TV shows for – before streaming, they're watching things on their TV. So at least a few feet away, hopefully a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then now you you really have an opportunity to get in front of people six six inches from their face. And and when you and the reason why I'm excited about TikTok for you, even though listen, if it's gonna stop you from doing anything on social, don't do but it. But it would be like my first video. But that's perfect. Oh. 
That's perfect. So we can come up with like a few videos for you to do on, on TikTok and you can just see, you can just see what happens. But the reason why I'm excited about TikTok for you is because it's an entirely new audience. So even oh. after you've been posting for a while, on average, more than half of your views are going to come from people who have never seen your oh, face that's before. True. I never thought of that. So you could show up and that is like truly a cold audience who's six inches from your face. And I keep saying that, but like, what, like, how, like what a cool But then I have to do hashtags and shit. Oh God. Not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, we'll come up with a few, okay. but, but TikTok is gonna, it's not like you're going to post on TikTok and you're going to get zero views. TikTok is going to put your content in front of people okay. who don't know you. And then if they engage with it, then TikTok's going to put it in front of more people. And what you can do is you can email out the link to that TikTok video to your 3000 person email list with your, you know, almost 50% open rate. And all of a sudden you've got 1500 eyeballs on it. But well, I don't know what your click, click rate is, but even if it's half of that, the 750 people looking at your video and that 750 people telling TikTok, Hey, this is interesting. Oh. And so then TikTok puts it in front of more people. Oh, you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> You can gamify it a little bit. And I think it's kind of cool because it's going to be like a fresh start for you on TikTok. And TikTok always pushes out, you know, like the first, the first videos. I thought, so I'll put it on TikTok. Three people will like it. And then I will be upset yep. because why did I waste my time? No, I didn't. And, and, I don't think all the way through. I, well, I don't know about these things. And also, by the way, the stuff that you post on TikTok, you can post other places too. So I'm not telling you to create, a, you know, a thousand pieces of original content. I'm telling you. Record your story in less than 60 seconds. Okay, thank you. Post it on Instagram stories, post it on TikTok, and um, post it on Facebook. Okay. And then you can – and then people can can share that. Um, but I think you, you need to tell your story. You need to tell Ravina's story. And then what's going to happen is people – and you're going to mention the Kickstarter – and people in the comments are going to ask questions. Um, okay. And then you're going to you're going to be able to answer them with, um, you know, the the reply to comment with video feature, and just treat it like a FaceTime. Wait, what? Stop. Message. Pause. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, have you watched videos where people are there's like a little text at the top, and it looks like a comment? Yes. Okay. So the way that people create those is so so. For example, you're going to post a story about your own, your introducing people to Ravina, and then I'm going to comment something like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cute! How did you come up with this idea?" Oh yeah, I remember or, that. Okay, yes, okay, yeah. Then you're going to say instead of reply with text, like you would just like in a comment, you're going to reply with video, and then it's going to give you an option, and then I'm going to record, and then you can record. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And then and then you're creating content that you know people want because they're asking you for it. Oh. Hey there, quick interruption. If this conversation is your vibe and you're interested in connecting with fellow creative entrepreneurs who are on this wavelength, check out the Unverified Club. It's for people like you who are doing fun and meaningful work in the real world and want to use social media to increase their impact. My resting heart rate right now is like 128. <laughs> Okay. 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 It's I'm getting my workout in. I don't need to do anything else today. It's already doing it for me. Okay. 
All right. Well, let's practice right now. Because honestly, like, you can pull this clip and post it. So tell me um, – so, okay, so, like, if I just, like, come up to you at the booth and I see this bird and you, it's the Ravina or the cover of the book and it's Ravina the All Wrong Raven – and I say, like, oh, my gosh, what is this? This is cute. Oh. Tell me what you would say. I get really excited, and then I, I can't help but hold my heart. This is true. This is true. I hold my heart. And I say that Ravina the All Wrong Raven is a raven that appeared one night when I was doodling, watching TV. And I was like, oh, hi, who are you? And um, I had no idea I could draw a raven. Her story actually became my own autobiographical story as it emerged, and from that came the book. So, but this piece is specifically really has resonated for me of always having big feelings and a kind heart and being criticized for that. While many people underestimated my raven nature, and so. For her, she is unwelcome in a dark forest of Nevermore. She's a descendant of Edgar Allan Poe, which really gets people like, oh, my God, Edgar Allan Poe, you know. And so we talk about that when they they know the story of, of the Raven. And then I share about Shel Silverstein, or a lot of people will say it reminds me of Shel Silverstein um, or Dr. Seuss, but more Shel Silverstein. And so... Yeah, then I just talk a little bit more about the book and how that that is how her story just kept growing and becoming something that I really no idea that this she would speak so loudly for us all. And it's just people just fall in love with her. There's lots of tears. It's amazing, you know. So the beauty of Ravina is that she opens up a lot of doors for us, especially as women to communicate with each other and then for men um, who also experience that, where their big feelings and kind heart gets them in trouble at work or just in the world. So it just really is is opening a door to connection to each other and um, through art and language and poetry. Tell me the line again about uh, Ravina's having the big heart and being punished for it. What was the line that you said? Um well, for her, having big feelings and a kind heart is is unwelcome in uh, her environment. She is not welcome there. Is that what you're thinking? I'm thinking about headlines. I'm thinking about hooks. I'm thinking about, you know, you've got a few seconds to grab somebody. I would start with like, this is Ravina and in her world, blah, 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 blah. Or this is Ravina and this is her story. Or I don't know about you, but... I, you know, when I was growing up, I was always blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, however many years later, it came out in the story of Ravina and then go into it, right? Get that little, um, this is your like TV promo moment, right? Like what are, what are those things? You tell this story all the time and people are going to ask you questions. I think the, the something, figuring out what, you know, the Ravina one is about her um, having big feelings and them not being welcome to her being punished for them, accepted. Um, that's one. I think the, the ones for for you, the line of, I didn't know I could draw and like I learned how to draw on accident at 56 years old. Was it 56? 50, yeah. Okay. Um, is like, what? It's like, holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> like, you know, I want to hear this story. Um 
and uh, you can come, you can, you know, tell different parts of the story, but, but essentially you're just, you're introducing people into like who you are and what you do, who Ravina is, why, why her story is important. Or I think even just like, wouldn't it be great if kids growing up or if like kids today knew that their big feelings had a place? I don't know about you, but I'm however many years old and this was not how I was raised. Um, but it, you know, it came out and you like tell like a little bit about the book. And like, if you want to buy this for, um, if you want to get this book into um, your local library or into your local schools. I'm doing a Kickstarter right now. Would would love your would love your support. How do you feel about recording some of these videos? That will be easy. You know, it's it's all the editing and the things that I just but if I can just do something and mm-hmm. go with it and you said about face, you know, just pretend it's a FaceTime, it's like, oh, all right, I can do that. But you yeah. know, but then I want to add music to it and then I want to edit it and then I want to put it, you know, so it's like my my head gets in the way. So I just if I know I can just keep it really simple and straightforward and I'm not um, uh, having to judge it all and make it with, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. If that's good. Listen, all of those things are fun. But if they're going to prevent you from posting, don't do it. It's less important than than sharing your story. And eventually when you get more comfortable or you have more time or whatever, sure, you can add fancy stuff. But honestly, like the amount of times that I'm working with clients and one of their super casual videos pops off and they're surprised, it's just like all the time. (laughs) And everyone's surprised every time. And it's like, I'm telling you, the lighting and the sound and the this, like it's nice and it has a place. But it's not necessary, especially when we're talking about like four days until launch. Don't worry about it. Just remove that roadblock. You don't need it. And then if you do find that you want to add, um, if you want to cut stuff up or you're like, hey, this is kind of long, like I would like a tighter version, I would recommend editing with Descript. Yeah. It's so disclaimer, I am an affiliate for them now, but I have been like obsessed with them for years. So Essentially what it is, is um, editing video and audio like you would edit a text document. And all you have to do is, like if you say, um, uh, you just highlight it and click delete and it takes it out of the video and it goes to just like a straight jump cut. But if you're talking, that's like totally normal, like not a big deal. Yeah. TV producer, get over the jump cuts. It'll be fine. Let's, okay, let's I'm try it those, straight up. And yeah, let's remove those. Do blocks. I need to do hashtags with? I do. Yes, yes, yes. I need hashtags. Sure. Yeah, you can do. Um, I would use. I you like to use flick.tech as hashtag research. I'll put that in the chat for you, and I'll put it in the description of the podcast um, for for people yeah. who are listening. I would recommend things that are closely tied with what you're doing, but that people who are searching, right? Like nobody's, nobody's going to, or maybe they are, I don't think anybody's going to Instagram and typing in hashtag Kickstarter being like, what can I donate to? Okay. You know, but someone might be searching for like women in business or like women authors or children's books. I wouldn't overthink it. Of the like list of things that you can optimize, I would say hashtags are at the very bottom. Oh, really? It's going to be way more about your content and the first few words out of your mouth. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. That's good to know. And also now, I mean, Instagram hasn't quite caught up yet, but TikTok is getting there that they're uh, using your transcript and what you're actually saying as part of SEO. So everything that you're talking about is also eventually, you know, going to be searchable. Okay. How are you feeling? What do you, what is your next step? Or your next I feel steps. a lot better, a lot more centered, grounded in this. Um, okay, good. Contained is a good word. Like I feel more contained because I can spin out um, easily with stuff I don't mm-hmm. like or don't understand. Um, I I am going to um, tomorrow morning. We do um, a, a an art festival. Well, it's not an art festival. Sorry, it's a, a farmers market in. Uh, uh, Seattle tomorrow and Saturday. So I will do a couple of Ravina videos, um, mm-hmm. of me in, in the booth and I will lead more with who Ravina is and why she matters to all mm-hmm. of us. Does that sound mm-hmm. right? Like the, yeah, and like get that into the 60 seconds and I'll begrudgingly post it on TikTok. Amazing. And then uh, I like the filters on Instagram, but you have to record it right in Instagram to get mm-hmm. the filters. Uh, mm-hmm. What you can do, um, TikTok now, uh, if you record directly in TikTok, you can uh, save without the watermark from the app and then you can post it other places. Okay. So I'll play with that today. If you want, like a little filter. Yeah. Yeah, because I usually look exhausted. I get that. I've yes. been up since five in the morning. I usually look exhausted. So I go, <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And I'll post, but I'll post to I'll post that video to TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. When I do it as a reel, should I it's just a I just do it as a reel in Instagram. Mm. Yeah. Um Okay. That's that's where I'm gonna start. And then once they're up, you know. You can put those into emails, figure out how oh, you want right. put it your email. your brand ambassadors, your super fans to also tell your story. And I think, you know, sending links to them of this video that's been posted of, of Ravina's story. Like, hey, I'm so excited. It's like finally live. Like, please feel free to share this with all of your people. And you like have a link to Facebook, a link to Instagram, and a link to TikTok. Uh and you can say, like, you know, here are the things that can help me okay. share, share with everybody and, and let's make it happen. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We want, we want people to engage with these videos. We want them to watch them all the way through. We want them to share with friends. We want them to be in the comment section. We want to tell these social networks that this is a video that's going to keep people on the platforms, right? Because people are excited about it and they're going to engage with it in okay. every way. So the more of that that you get, the more people they're okay. going to put it in. That sounds of. reasonable. Thank you, Coralie. Thank you for being oh, here. Thank you. This was huge. This was huge for me. Oh. I, just, I mean it genuinely. I, I'm an introvert when it comes to being on camera, but we all have to do so much so much social media to keep our businesses afloat that, and we don't have the skill set. We don't have the knowledge because we need to be busy running our business as in, and everybody else does too. 
but it's just so helpful to have access to this information because we're all struggling on so many levels, Mm. you know, and it's, it's daunting and exhausting. Mm -hmm. Thank Thank you for this time with you. Well, thank you. That means a lot. Okay. I love you. Bye. Love you too. See you soon. Bye. If you'd like to learn more about Tracy, her work at Trees Have Feelings, and support the Kickstarter for her children's book, Ravina, the All Wrong Raven, check out the links in this episode description. And if this whole unverified thing feels like your vibe, I encourage you to subscribe, leave that five-star review, and share it with your friends. If you're a creative entrepreneur interested in stepping up your social media game to increase your impact without buying into hustle culture, head on over to unverifiedpod.com to book a call. Unverified is produced by Trigger Creative and edited by Matt Fields with special thanks to Shannon Marie. Thanks for listening.